You're listening to Sourced with Stu Finer. Podcast number 12 with your source, Stu Finer, sourced with Stu Finer on iTunes and SoundCloud. I appreciate your ear. I appreciate your time and spending it with me. I know how competitive the podcast industry is. And thanks for choosing my podcast. And you are now talking to a marathon runner, official. In the books, November 5th, 2017, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Four hours, 39 minutes, 24 seconds, 10 minute, 40 second mile. Promises made, promises delivered. It was the only thing on my bucket list. I've done it all. I have had no bucket list since I was 29 because I did it all. I fucked all the women, the threesomes, the foursomes. I married my childhood sweetheart. I got the million-dollar house. I've made $80 million in my life. I have four beautiful, healthy children. I have friends. I have family. Men want to be me. Women want to fuck me. I'm stupid. You're fucking not. But I never ran the marathon. So I set out on this quest unknowingly to me. July 11th, got sick, had 104 fever for the entire day, sweated through eight sets of clothes. My wife did my laundry. July 12th, went to the doctor. He said, go to the hospital. I said, eat my dick. You're a fat slob, doc. I'm going to go home and die. And I asked God to take me. I said, God, either fucking kill me on July 12th or I'm running a marathon. I waited another day or so for the fever to break. July 13, it broke. July 14, 103. July 15, 102. July 16, 101. July 17, I said, I'm running a fucking marathon. July 18th, I ran three miles. And I never looked back. I went to Runner's Edge in Farmingdale. I got a plan. And I followed it. And it was roughly a progressive System where I have one long run a day, excuse me, a week, and I follow it up with middle of the day runs. So I started walking, running, then I started running, and then walking in the morning, and I started running in the morning, walking at night. I started eating clean. I lost 45 pounds. 45 pounds! Got as low as 174 after about 11 weeks of perfection eating squeaky clean. Then I started smoking a little pot, fucking around, going to restaurants. I ballooned up to 189. I ran the race at 185. I wanted to run the race at 165. I ran it at 185. And it was just absolutely an incredible, inspiring, invigorating experience. And the first 18 miles was like a fucking cakewalk 
It was simple. And even at the end of the race, when I ran 26.2, I was never tired. I could have ran another 20 miles. At 19, my outside of my knee was fucking horrifically hurting me. I thought I tore an ACL, but I did not. Mile 21, my hamstring went. So the last seven miles were a total fucking nightmare. Felt like I was running a 15 to 20 minute mile. As it turns out, I was not. As it turns out, I never broke pace. Pretty much my last mile was probably equivalent to my first mile. And that was the key to the race. I never pressed. I ran simply the same pace every single time. My nose is clogged. I've been partying like a motherfucker since Sunday night. I must have smoked well over three ounces of pot since the race November 5th. The minute I got home that night, I banged out an eight ball almost by myself. Yes, I'm superhuman. Yes, I did eight lines in a row. Yes, I'm stupid you're fucking not. So all this bullshit about, wow, it takes six months to recover from a marathon. That's bullshit. I fucked, I ate ass, I licked Clint, I did an eight ball, I smoked eight blunts right after the marathon. So how long did it take me to recover? I don't know, five minutes, took a shower, my dick was hard, I shot a load. And this marathon was tedious because it was on my head all the time. Every time I ate something, I had to think about how it was going to affect the marathon. Every time I drank, how was it going to affect the marathon? Smoking pot, how is it going to affect the marathon? Sleeping, how is it going to affect the marathon? And I went to about 40 concerts throughout this marathon experience, which started July 18th, really July 11th, but July 18th, the training started. And every concert I went to, I had to make sure I prepared with my food, with my liquids, blah, 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 blah. But I did it. So it shows you that you can do anything you put your mind to. I was 225 pounds. I was about as out of shape as you can be. I was smoking pot five times a day. I was eating 10,000 calories a day. And I turned it around with strict discipline and perseverance and the heart of a king, of a lion, of a god, and a determination that I was going to die before anything came in my way of running this marathon. And the day of the marathon, I got up at 3.30 a.m., had my whole wheat bagel with peanut butter, had a whole banana, two cups of coffee, and I guzzled, 30 ounces of water. My wife dropped me off at Runner's Edge where I took a bus at 5 a.m., got to Staten Island at 10 to 6, found the charity village where I was hanging out from 6 until 11. When I ran the race at 11, I was like the first person in the charity village. There's about 50 different tents there, and all the tents signify people that raised money for that specific charity. My charity was the UJA. And to get into the race, I had to raise three grand. I raised almost 4,000. And thank you for everybody that helped me. I sold run stew shirts and every 
Sure, I donated 10 bucks back and then all my friends chipped in money and clients and so on and so forth. Because you got to either enter the race through being a, uh, an elite runner, which obviously I'm not, or you have to run nine races a year, which I haven't run a race since 1995, or you got to win the lottery. You got to put your entry in and win the lottery, which I did nothing, and that has to be done years in advance. So the only way I got in was through the charity, and it worked out perfectly. UJA, thank you very much. Very excited, very honored, very grateful. The money will go to a good cause, and I kicked the motherfucking marathon's ass. So at about 7 o'clock, I had a muffin, another cup of coffee, and I took my first shit. And taking shits is very important because if you can, you'd like to clear your body so you do not have to shit on the road. So then I had a half of a whole wheat bagel and I had an energy bar about 9.30 and took another shit. And then the pesta resistance where I heard fairies in my ears. I heard the angels of the gods singing. I heard clitorises fluttering. I heard all the assholes that I've eaten my entire life sing as I took my third shit about 10.25 a.m. The third shit signified a total cleansing of all the food from the night before and this morning, morning of the race, so that I was not going to take a shit during the race. And that's fucking epic. I took one bathroom break during the race. I peed. I lost four minutes. And I had these goos, which is, a goo is like an energy supplement, and it allows you to run the race without your sugar dropping. So every five miles, I took a goo and I took two electrolyte pills. And every mile that they had water and Gatorade, I took water and I took Gatorade from the side that they were giving out. And because I had three goos in my left pocket, three goos in my right pocket, and it was pouring raining, my pants became too big. And even though I pulled the string as tight as possible, the pants were too big. So they fell down to my waist, under my waist, and 100 feet into the race on the Verrazano Bridge, my feet, my pants fell. They fell around my ankles like someone was going to tackle me, and I almost fell to my fucking ground on my head, broke my nose, see you so long, bye-bye. This Jew would have ran shit. But instead, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. I gained my balance, and I pulled my pants up, and then I turned around, and there was like 35 people, hysterical, crying, laughing at me, snot coming out their nose. And for three miles, they abused me. People said they ran Berlin, London, Australia, hundreds of marathons. One guy ran 50 and said that was the greatest moment of his life, watching my pants drop to my ankles and me staggering, almost falling on my fucking face. He said it was better than his best time of his 50 marathons. And he gave me a hard time for three miles. So that's how the race started. And I kept an even pace. And in my head, I just wanted to make sure I did not go out too fast. And now the wave I was in was wave four, which was the last wave of the day. That was at 11 o'clock. The wheelchair started at 8.30. The pro started right afterwards. Then 
the people that run the super fastest run in wave one, the next fastest wave two, the next fastest wave three. And if you've never won the run the race before, or if you're sort of slow, you run at 11 o'clock. I put in my time for four hours and 31 minutes. I ran it in four hours and 39 minutes. I had to hold my pants up the entire fucking race. I had to either hold them up or I had to try to fold them under into my underwear to catch it so it would stay up, but it was a nightmare. Every tenth or every tenth of a mile, every fifth of a mile, I had to adjust my fucking pants the entire race. It sucked. Also, at the mile 19 mark, I got in trouble and I got hurt. And I'd say the last seven minutes of the race, last seven miles of the race, felt like I was running 15, 20 minute miles. But as it turns out, they were around 11 minutes. I also had to deal with the clocks when you pass certain restaurants and street clocks. They were wrong. So halfway through the race, I thought I was had an hour more of my time. So I was running super slow. And then all of a sudden I asked someone the time and they took an hour off the time and I was fucking happy. <laughs> Woo! Because that was the night that the clocks got turned back because of... Uh, Daylight savings, but uh, fall behind, spring ahead. So the clock fell behind. So when I was running at 11, it really was 12. So it showed 12 on certain of the clocks. So when it was 4.40, I was looking at a clock, it really was 3.40. So that was uh, a little disturbing and confusing and depressing until I found out that I gained an hour and then I danced in the fucking street. Now, it was a little difficult running the race because it rained. And every mile, people threw their Gatorade and water cups on the floor, so you had to be careful. And there's also banana peels on the floor, orange peels on the floor, and all sorts of other shit on the floor. <clears throat> Goose, energy bars, energy packets were on the floor. So you had to be sort of careful. Plus, you were bunched together. So you, to really pass people, you would have had to zigzag the whole race, at least where I was. And remember now, people that started 8, 39, 9, 30, 10, 10, 30, 11 were backed up to me. Because most of the people, 57,000 people ran the race, give or take, only 20,000 people run. The other 37,000 people run a little bit, walk, run a little bit, walk, 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 walk more than run. So you got to zigzag around people who are walking, people who are running, people who have, are wheelchairs, people have afflictions, they don't have feet. They have metal feet, they, you know, amputees, people with no hands, people that are midgets, you know, a lot of things going on. So I set on a pace where I said, all right, I'm not going to run this race fast. I'm just going to finish the race. So when I tell you in four hours and 39 minutes and 24 seconds, when I finished the race, that was not me pressing at all. I never pressed. I never took one fucking step to run fast. I got in a groove. I got in a zone. And I conquered the motherfucking marathon. I kicked the marathon's fucking ass. Hey, everyone. How many marathons have you run at 56 years old being a fat, pot-smoking, out-of-shape person? In less than four months, I conquered something that jerk-offs tell you it takes a year. It takes nine months. It takes two years to train. Fuck that. Then you have other jerk-offs say, it takes you six months to recover. No, it doesn't. It takes you five fucking minutes. Now, was my foot sore? Fuck yes. Went into the shower, put the hot water on it, loosened it up. Next day, went to a chiropractor, loosened it up, a little stem, little heat. 
And by the following day, I was ready to fucking rock and roll. I did a yoga session, and right now I probably could run 15 miles without a problem. And I'd say I gained back, I don't even know, I'm not weighing myself yet. I weigh myself on Monday morning when I start my diet. I'm going to party the whole week. Give myself a week. I think I've earned the fucking week. And when you run this race, the left side and the right side is lined with people. The left side and the right side is lined with helpers. The left side and the right side is lined with live bands, boom boxes, people with signs for their family. I had a lot of fans there screaming for me. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, my buddy Chris Hazeman was the first person I saw that I hugged. My second buddy was Perry Resnick, who I saw and I hugged. And there were people in the stand screaming my name, taking pictures of me, posting them on Facebook, so I loved it. It was very, very fun. And anytime people screamed, it felt like they were screaming for you. So everybody was rooting for everybody. You know, even though it was a competition, especially where I was, everybody was just trying to finish the race. And the number I ran, people thought I was going to run five, six hours. People also thought I was totally full of shit when every single week since July 18th, I posted my runs. I posted how long I ran for, and even my long runs where it was like in order, you know, week after week, six miles, eight miles, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20. And then my long run 23.4 was on September 23rd. So well over six weeks before the race was my longest run, and then it tapered down. It went from 23 to 10 to 8 to 6 to 4 to 2. And then the last week I ran just eight miles, you know, two miles times four. And the week before that was like 15 miles. And then the week before that was like 24 miles. So it really tapers down down the stretch. And I was a little apprehensive because I'm like, fuck, I hope my body has the muscle memory and the memory of my lungs. And also I was fucking around with the food and I was smoking pot, so I wasn't in my tip-top shape. If I was in tip-top shape, which would have been about a buck 62 and not smoking pot and never slipping with my food, I could have run this race in four hours. I could have run it in four hours. No two ways about it, no issue about it. And I'm going to try to run the half marathon uh, at Eisenhower Park in record time. I'm going to try to get as thin as possible and run it for speed. Because everybody knows my endurance is second to none. So now when I tell people that I could fuck their wives for 30 minutes, come fuck them again, and they'll never fuck you again, whether it's fucking your wife or your mother or your grandmother or your daughter or your sister or your aunt. Once I fuck someone, they're never going to fuck you again because you have no idea what you're doing. And now I've proven it that if I could run a marathon after less than four months training in epic time, there's nothing I can't do. Yes, you're correct. Yes, that's right. So yes, all the stories you heard about my dick and me fucking your wife and your mother and your daughter and your sister and why they're obsessed with my cock, it's because I'm a living legend. It's because I'm amazing. It's because I'm just fucking phenomenal. I'm one of a kind. There's only one Stu Finer. So I would say that you actually can accomplish anything in your life and change your entire life around with a thought, then a rationalization, and then an action. It doesn't have to be this Zen moment. It doesn't have to be this catharsis. Moses, Jesus, Allah, God does not have to come down in the form of a burning bush or a blunt or a mound of cocaine or 50 virgins. It could just be something that you want to do. 
and everyone has it in themselves. So in other words, if there's something you want to do, just fucking do it. No bullshit. No coulda, woulda, should is. No fucking storytelling. No fucking excuses. You really look yourself in the mirror, which is what I did. And I prayed, which you know my prayer, but let me hit you with it anyway, because this is what I said every morning and I ended every night. And I've said it on here before. Please, God, give me the strength to be abstinent today from my compulsive overeating, gambling, drug addiction, sexual behavior, abusive language, compulsive spending, selfishness. Please lift my difficulties and my character defects so I can work the program of recovery one day at a time. Very grateful to you, God, and grateful for the program of recovery you've given me. Grateful for the abstinence you have given me, and I humble myself and thank you. I pray for Sandy, Sean, Alex, Ryan, John Allen, my father Howie. I pray you bless them with peace, serenity, loving kindness, and good health. I pray I could be a better husband, better father, better son, one day at a time. Very grateful to you, God, for a beautiful, loving wife, four beautiful, healthy children, great friends, family, business, and a program to make it work. Pray I could be a power example. Always, God, and always do your will. Pray for all my friends. Pray for my enemies, especially pray for my family. Pray bless them all with peace, serenity, loving kindness, and good health. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, wisdom to know the difference, thy will, not mine, be done, amen. Amen. And that's how I started every run every morning. And that's how I ended every night before I went to bed. And that's what helped me. And I surrendered to a higher power. Does not have to be a Bible. Does not have to be a set religion. It is who I chose to be my higher power to lift everything that was bothering me, to get it out, to say it, to do it, and to rock and roll. And that's how I started the day. And that's how I ended the day. And the point becomes, I am you. I am no better. I am no worse. I am a simple child of God. I am only five, four, and three quarters. My normal weight should be about a buck 55. I always carry myself at least 30 pounds heavier than that, buck 85. And I struggle between 185 to 230 is my normal MO. I love to eat. I love sugar. I love carbs. I'm pretty self-destructive and I'm a lot of fun. So when I embarked on this bucket list quest, I knew I can do it. I knew I would do it. I know I did plan properly and it was going to be done. So the point is I'm no better than anyone. I got 550 math, 390 English, 940 SATs. Average, below average. My looks, average or below average. My heart's probably bigger than most. We know my dick's bigger than most. I mean, no, my confidence is probably more than anyone. But be that as it may, I'm a very simple human being, a very simple child of God. Whatever I can do, you can do, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And that should really give you a lot of hope in your life that you can do anything you want to do. Set a plan, set a goal, get help. I got help from a runner who's ran it 70 times and I followed their plan. I got help from a chiropractor that I saw twice a week to stretch me out. I got help from 
my yoga instructor, which took it to another level, stretched me out, taught me some prayer, some meditation, breathing focus. I had a food plan that always worked for me, which is green vegetables, no sugar, no white flour, whole wheat carbs, fruit, vegetables, protein. No fried anything. And I followed it. And I got into a groove and I followed it. And yes, did I have to give up a lot of my life? Yes. Was it easy? No. At the end of the day, the last seven miles were a nightmare. If I ever had to struggle physically again, I would have absolutely stopped and walked. But your first time, I just went through it. And just stunningly, surprisingly, and I got to be proud of myself, I cannot believe I didn't drop on my miles per hour, where I was still able to do an 11-minute mile, 11.30 mile, fucking drop-dead hurt. The last four or five miles felt like they took forever. Point one of a mile, the last 2.3, I asked every point one of a mile, how long do we have to go? How long do we have to go? How long do we have to go? I didn't slow down. I closed strong. I closed fast. But it was a long, long, long drain the last seven miles. Getting hurt sucked. The first 18, I skipped through that race like it was a fucking joke. And like I said, I broke the finish line, and I you couldn't tell whether I did a threesome or whether I just woke out of bed. I never breathed heavy. My heart never palpitated. Walk in the fucking park. So again, it shows you that anybody can do anything they put their mind to do. Very simple. Very, very simple. Similar to the business that I've been in for 40 years. People said, Stu, no one is going to buy your picks. Stu, you can't sell air. Stu, no one's going to really listen to you. Stu, that's not a way to make a living. Stu, what are you going to do when you grow up? And all I did was follow my dream, follow my goal. I worked as a landscaper at my house. I bought it for a million five in 1990 and dumped another 800000 into it in ninety. So every dream I've had, I've accomplished. Married my childhood sweetheart, my soulmate. March 11th will be 40 years back-to-back, -back, 2018. March 12th will be 30 years married. We're going on a wild vacation, me and my wife, where we will fuck, eat ass, lick clit, suck cock, and just enjoy life. Nothing's better when you hang with your wife and she's smiling, and she was smiling ear to ear. The end of the race, my three sons, Alex, Sean, and John were there in their Run Stew shirts. My wife was there in her Run Stew shirt. My two best friends and my son's best friends, Drew and Casey, were there in their Run Stew shirts. Billy was there. He didn't have his Run Stew on, but he was there and helped us tremendously. And they were there at the finish line, and I love them all. And that was fucking awesome. And it was pretty funny because they give you this poncho where you end the race and you got to walk a mile straight. Then you go up a hill a mile, believe it or not, two miles. And they give you stuff to drink and eat. You get your poncho, and then they dump you on Central Park West and 73rd Street. Got to walk down to 65th Street to see the family. And they said everybody that was in front of me was dying. Looked like they got out of a concentration camp. Meanwhile, I'm skipping along. I'm screaming. I'm yelling. I'm snapping with people. People like, dude, get a snap with me. I'm like, fucking A, let's go. And it was just so exciting. And obviously, the minute I came home, smoked a blunt, smoked another blunt. 
And I normally don't snort cocaine, but I figured an eight ball, if you're ever going to snort, this is the, you know, creme, creme de la creme, pestilence, and I deserved it. Banged out an eight ball almost by myself. Yeah, but still, that's not good for your heart. Well, they told me not running a, a marathon was not good for your heart either. I bitch slapped the marathon. I bitch slapped the eight ball. And between you and me, I bitch slapped my wife when I fucked her like the king I am. It was a porn movie. My dick stayed hard because I kept screaming, how it feel to be fucked by a marathon runner? And she was like, ooh, baby, it always feels great, which is true. I'm just a great fuck. I try hard. My dick stays hard. It comes, and it comes a lot, and then it gets hard again. And I'm willing to go into that ass and eat it, clit, eat it, pussy, eat it, finger fuck, fist fuck, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I give 100%. I live like I'm going to die tomorrow or die tonight, and that's how I live, and that's how you know you have a great life. So that's really it. Gear it up for a monster weekend. NFL, NBA, college basketball starts November 10th. College football. Coming off winning some monster games over the weekend. Again, I'm just on fire. My best bets are on fucking fire, smoking hot, red hot, white hot. You can get over to stewfinder.com and buy my shirts, my merchandise. Watch me on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. I'm a drop dead funny guy. 70 snaps a day. I'm funny. I'll make you laugh. And again... I accomplished something that was a bucket list that I told you I can do. I told you I will do it. I told you I would do it. I did it in epic time. I did it in record time. And again, the reason being is I'm still fighter. You're fucking not.